PKN 352. All right. How are you, boys? Very Been good. doing good. Could have been better. Tell the truth know. or just saying that because it's custom? Uh, no, I'm doing great. I'm, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm destroying our, our fucking Discord in Civilization Five. It's been fun. It's been fun. These guys think they know how to play. They don't know how to play. Just every night, just invading their lands, pillaging their tiles, raping their women. It's great. It's funny to watch Kyle do that because I don't watch the civilization things. But like I was in there one night, like a weekend or so ago, and when Kyle's in there playing Civ, he's not goofing around. He'll he'll make a joke every so often, but he's he's doing mental math, like that meme where you got stuff like, do I need to take pottery or no? Because two out because ten hours from now that's gonna send me down the wrong path. I need to be doing uh, calligraphy to make sure I'm on the right path with my yeah. record keeping and like. You, everyone else, I felt a couple with a couple exceptions. But I'd be like, "Hey, so and so, why are you doing this?" Because I was spectating. I'd be like, you know, I just kind of thought I thought I built a spear guy. Never built a spear guy. And it's like, okay. And then so you ask somebody else. And I'm like, oh, Kyle, I've noticed you have a huge continent at your at you. You could just seize the whole thing. And you're like, no, no need. I'd rather not win that way this time. And it was like, <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna build the tallest, most powerful like metropolis, basically, where you just have like a handful of cities. And you, how did that one end up panning out? Because I mean, I stayed for a couple hours, and when I left, it was still like phase two of of the first part of the beginning. I don't remember exactly which game you checked in on, but I won, I think seven of nine or six of nine, something like that, something like that. And my, I have very good excuses for my losses. Um, <laughs> there was a couple times when there were just some shenanigans. Uh, every now and then, see, when you're playing a free-for-all, like, that people can team against you, which is a real problem. Um, and, and sometimes it's so, sort of justified, right? If one guy really pulls mm -hmm. ahead from the crowd and we're all, like, teenagers and he's a fucking grown-ass man, like, like he's, hit, he's hit puberty way too early. Like, yeah. this is not looking good for the rest of us. It can be, a, it can be like, you can, like, PM other people and be like, hey, man. If we don't take this guy out, we're all goners. He's going to have tanks in like a hundred turns and we're going to have mm -hmm. bullshit. It's not going to go well. So, you know, sometimes that happens and I've been teamed against. But also sometimes, you know, I've, I've teamed with people against the guy who's gotten ahead in one way or another too. So uh, I think really the way I win more games is by being, um, as Ari says, a good liar and a manipulating fuck. Um, <laughs> that's just playing it well. It's like, but that's how most strategy games are that are multiplayer, where you can make alliances. If you're playing seven-person magic, the last thing you want to do is be the guy who's like, "And I played this card. Every time I gain a life, all opponents lose a life." It's like, you're you're done. Like, why? Yeah. What'd you do? You're. you're I'm really good at going with the flow and and being yeah. friendly with everyone and uh, not making my intentions known. It's like Settlers of Catan. You always want to be in like second place up until the final. It's like Mario Kart. You don't want to be way out in front the whole time. You're just going to be eating those blue shells. At this point, yep. Kyle's winning six out of nine. Like, look, I'm not saying I Sab could win, but I could make you lose. <laughs> you know, like I, I could be. You a, could sabotage him right? instead of someone else's victory. <laughs> like, if I'm a big enough thorn in your side that you have to devote attention to, say, building an army of some sort and defending yourself and etc., then uh, you know that's going to hurt you a bunch. It's going to make you not. Advancing You're more than your tech, welcome like to come play. I, then I would have to come play. Fuck that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because, but because, like, the way I play now is a little differently. Like, I'm always building an army. I usually kill someone rather early, um, and and then uh, so so the for anyone who wants to play, uh, we're playing in the in the Discord a lot. You need several hundred hours of Lek mod experience. We're playing Lek 28. Good we're job. playing on the newest maps. Um, you know, it came out last Friday. The newest version of Lek. Um, very cool stuff. New civs. 
Um, canals seem lame, but we've been, either been playing on the team or skirmish map or uh, like four to six person free for all. And uh, it'd be fun to have some some new blood. But well, yeah, maybe I wouldn't honor... make you lose. Maybe I wouldn't. But I could make you no. enjoy yourself less. You would make me enjoy myself more because I would have a target to kill with an excuse to kill them. See, right now I don't like killing people early because it seems kind of mean because now mm. one of my friends can't play with us. But uh, if I have an excuse to kill someone, then it's great because now I have all your cities and your capital city. Even if your cities weren't nice. Well, I they won't capital, be by the time a... you get them. Oh, that's fine. I, can, I turn. <laughs> they never are. They never are. Everybody's <laughs> selling their buildings and their cities. So I, can, I don't like like don't have spoils of war, but I just build those back. It's fine. I, I'm telling you, like like having someone's capital city just a city with a palace in it is a big advantage so i don't mind that at all mm. just it's it's a lot of fun have been been playing a lot of hours of that um played all night last night played till like i don't know two two in the morning then i had Are like, your uh, compatriots starting to get a little sick of you winning every game no falling no. by the wayside no it's 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 not that i'm winning every single game it's just that i'm winning most of the games I'm just I'm just winning the lion share, right. like yeah. a, the big of much larger than I average win two lion. thirds yeah. of the games, and the five of them win the other third. I, I, if Something I'm like them that. at this point, like it happened to Filthy a lot. Filthy was a better player than everyone he was with, but they teamed against him and went. You know, he just always had to deal with mosquitoes. That's why Filthy mm -hmm. eventually went to playing on the uh, the teamer skirmish map, so that you're playing two v two or three v three, because then it's like yeah. Now we're on a team. See how, but I got teammates too. So yeah. we've done a little bit of that to kind of prevent that occasionally. We've played some 2v2s and I've won both of those. Um, so those were real fun. Who's the second best sim player? Um, it's between class and Ari. Um, I would probably say class, class. because class plays. Uh, I, I jumped on Twitch the other night. Even um, though he's started, mentally disabled, he's second best. Um, he's a, he's, I, He's a very intelligent man. Um, <laughs> he works in the tech industry. Um, I know him and, too. And he's tech. Yeah, he works at a cell phone kiosk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know. I know he does coding and some other things for a pretty big firm. Um, anyway, he. Uh, I, I jumped on Twitch to like try to find somebody who was streaming Civ because I wanted to see. You know, I'm, I'm always. I'm always trying to learn. Uh, you. You never know everything. So. Um, I find this guy's got like five people watching, and it's like beer with the boys, Civ tonight. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what this fellow's doing. And it's this Australian guy, and he's playing, and he's doing really well. And all of a sudden, I hear a familiar voice, and I look, and he's playing with class. Class <laughs> is in Australia, of course, so he's playing yeah. some like NQ Lec mod game with like other people who are like really good at the fucking game, and he's like in second place. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, I type to him on Discord. I'm like. I'm watching you on Twitch. I'm watching you on Twitch. What are you doing? Twenty percent of your audience right now. Twenty percent of your audience. Yeah, that's funny. That's really funny. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to bore people with uh, with Civ too much. But yeah, come play with us uh, if you're into it and if you're good at it. I, I, I'm more than happy to play with people who are bad at games when it doesn't matter. Like if we're playing COD or Battlefield or something, and you're like, I'm kind of shit at the game. It's like who fucking cares? Yeah, it's a quick. But refresh. with this, it's like a five to twelve hour commitment. And you could like ruin five to twelve hours of my yeah. fun, so I if can't you really got afford work to play the next day. Air on the side of caution and say no. Well, certainly not that. If you got work the next day, this isn't this isn't going to work because some of these games, these one game went twelve hours, and some games go three hours. It it really just depends how things go. If you have work tomorrow, you can't be Kyle's friend. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's that's kind of true. It's you got to be a Saturday. <laughs> no, there is you some. Can, you class can have has a tomorrow. job apparently, but. 
Yeah, he's just in that other time zone, though. He's like 12 or 16 hours ahead. So it, he, he sort of essentially doesn't have job uh, work in the morning. So it'll be like 8 a.m. for him on like a Saturday morning. But for me, it's like prime time. Mm. So it, he'll get up early so that we can play these big sip games and stuff. <sighs> nice. You, uh, you seem to have a few issues with the blues, Taylor. I, I saw I got some text messages. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you seemed very upset. Yeah, um, I was... Uh, it's just like, I thought they got all their bad luck out of the way during the oh, season. Oh, that's how and sports I, work. <laughs> I, but, you know, sometimes, sometimes you luck out. This and year so, the like, Detroit Lions make the playoffs, and somehow they're good. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, like, everything was looking up, and I was like, all right. So we've, we have no Oscar Sundquist, no matter how long the playoffs go. And he's, like, our best or second best behind our captain, defensive forward. He's our best penalty killer. He's a very important guy, and he's been gone for half the season. And penalty, it's like, did you say penalty, penalty, penalty killer? killer? So, like, let's say someone on our team slashes someone. Two minutes in the box for him. Now we're playing four on five. This guy was, like, one of the best guys in the league at being one of those four because he's not going to be a guy who ever gets a hat trick. But like when other teams see him out there, it's like, God fucking damn it. This Oscar bitch, he's 6'4", and he, all he does is make it clog things up, and you can't get around him, and he steals the puck, and then his job is, oh, there's 30 seconds. So I'm going to go in the Slow corner, try, try and get it from me. Ha-ha. Like, uh, like, he slows, yeah. slows the game down. He's a grinder, so, so, and so he ruins okay. their opportunities. And he is like a heart and soul kind of guy, great for the team. And we've, we missed him for most of the season. Huge loss, our penalty killing. You know, basically losing someone like that means every time you take a penalty, it's like 30% more. Fuck, they might score here. And I thought, okay, we're, we're missing him. That's devastating. We're missing Dunn, one of our very good offensive defensemen. But, you know, with just those guys gone, they could they could storm back. They could they could really make a – this could be still a, a playoff team. Cinder, still a playoff team. Cinderella story. And then they go, oh, by the way, David Perron coming off a career year, our best scorer, our best point player, our best offenseman. It's like pure point score. They go, COVID protocol, he's out. And I was like, okay, but that just means that he was tested and it came back inconclusive or positive. They usually like do it again mm -hmm. and nothing has come out. They haven't added him to the COVID like watch where it's like, oh, wait two weeks and then, then or whatever the system would be. It wouldn't matter. Two weeks is enough time for the avalanche to beat our shit in. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. And so like, I'm, I'm not holding out hope. Even the know, announcer. Do you know if he's vaccinated? Uh, I have no no idea uh, okay. what the situation is, but um, and sometimes these protocols isn't uh, symptoms. It's because they're all bubbled so much. It's like, hey, David Perron, you saw blah blah blah, and that person who played for the Canucks who are not out talked to blah, and now you know, and David Perron could be like, I'm feeling fucking fine. I'm ready to go. I just had a career year, and they're like, sorry, we we're like tracking the line, and so basically, yeah. I was like, oh my god, like it's it's over before it began. Like, we're fucked. And they were, yeah, like, so, the so those of you who don't know, like, yeah. Taylor's team and my team are about to face off in the playoffs. It's a real dream scenario. Yeah. Like, Game in the beginning the of the year, <laughs> the beginning of the year, I'm like, I'm going to go with the Avalanche. I'm planning on moving to Colorado. That's going to be my home team. Avalanche. It just makes sense. Plus, they're in the same uh, division as Taylor's team. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. We have a little rivalry, have a little fun throughout the year. Uh, and we, we put that $5 bet. I think I'm one ahead in the end. Because you think, guys yeah, had a comeback in the end, yeah, yeah. You guys had a comeback and won like two straight, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and and like some sort of dream scenario in which we get to play each other in the playoffs, which is really yeah. cool. I'm gonna try to watch some of the games. It was the last game of the year that Colorado secured it. We would have played Vegas, and then Colorado won. And so, you know, 
I, when I talked about it earlier in the year, like, hey, St. Louis could play Colorado. I was imagining that we'd be second, you'd be third, we'd be third, you'd be second. Yeah. I certainly didn't imagine that we would squeak in and we'd be playing the President's Trophy winner, which is the best team in the league for the regular season. And it's, oh, it was all, and like, even like the announcers last night, I would, I would be watching and they're like, great pass to O'Reilly. You know, usually Perron would be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's where he would be. Generally, I was wearing my cool. Avalanche shirt the other day. I was out and uh, nice. I was in this restaurant and this guy was like, yo, so great to see a fan out here in the, in the boonies. What do you think about Gooby Goff and, <laughs> and Chomelchev? They're going to be, can you believe? That we won the 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 Gumanov Trophy and, and the and, and the and the Imperial Star and I'm just like oh yeah man that Imperial Star that's hard to get you know you got to grind them out though one game at a time you know you know <laughs> one game at a time you know I like uh, I like the sticks like they're a tough team they're a tough team they come from behind kind of guys you know um, it's it, it's been yeah. it's been a long year but but here we are um, can't can't wait to see how this all pans out and he's can't just like for, yeah, it's just, it's just that works these, for any sport. These things it works for any any sport. It's just, it's just <laughs> all these platitudes. Like, I hope platitudes. our scoring doesn't dry up in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, just gonna take one game at a time. And he's just like, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm just like naming all these fucking Russian and Slovakian people I've never heard of in my life. Just and uh, Colorado is a very annoying team to play against right now because like they Nathan McKinnon is the best player on their team, and it's not particularly close and he's one of like the top three people in the world you could argue top five people in the world you can make an argument anyway because he's so young coming up Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl definitely better than him I would say maybe not even Leon either way you don't know who those people are but like every time he touches the puck he's so much faster it's like he just decides to burn past someone it's like fuck god damn it like you can't even grind him hard enough to slow him down because he's a big guy also so hmm. Uh, we had to rely on Bennington, our, our neurotic goalie, who seems to be like the kind of player who kind of like, you know, who Jonathan Quick is, Woody. Goalie for the sure, LA sure, yeah, Kings. Sure, goalie for the King. Yeah, the, for the, the goalie for the LA <laughs> he, he won some, an Olympic gold for the. Uh -huh. They uh, play in Sacramento. USA. I think. Yeah, they uh -huh. play in Sacramento. Of course, of course. But he's another guy who just like didn't, doesn't really give a fuck in the regular season, and then he really shows up in the postseason. And. I think Bennington may have even said something like, what happened with the game? And he's like, yeah, I, I showed up. Nobody else did. Because <laughs> he had like 50 fucking saves. It was absurd. That goal, that game had like, if it wasn't for him having a lights out game, it wouldn't have been four to one. It would have been fucking seven to one. It would have been a bloodbath. And then Tarasenko, sweet tea. He totally, <laughs> totally salvaged the, his total I, I future. I do like that nickname. I like that too from Kyle. But basically, he in 2019 when the Blues won the cup, they were like telling him like your shoulder is like terrible, and he's like, I'm not getting it fixed. We're going on a cup run. I, I'm, you know, I can play enough, and he did well. Then year after that, totally struggled. His shoulder was fucked. This year, didn't play hardly at all. Shoulders fucked. And now like you're seeing him get hewed up for these shots, and something's off with him. And so. At the end of the day, it's good that he decided to double down. It would have been more tragic had they lost that cup, and then he'd just be like, "Well, my shoulder's fucked forever, and you know I don't have a trophy to show for it." But yeah, we'll see what happens. It's hockey, so there's a ton of puck luck. There's a ton of nonsense that can still luck. happen. Yeah, a lot of some some bounces that could go our way. Like we saw, uh, like I, on the the Reddit like thing, like Tarasenko missed a juicy one. And I saw like uh, you know all the Avs guys being like puck luck or like good post, or, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, like you guys know 538, right? But most people know for the presidential or uh, I should say political yeah, predictions. They do, they do a lot of sports stuff. And they have definitively proved that hockey is the most luck-based sport. And even without their analysis, you can kind of just see it. So many goals are based on like covering eyes and deflections and oddball bounces. And so many shots mm. are taken on pucks that aren't laying flat that just do random things. Yeah. And it... it I'm not saying the better teams don't win, but it has a larger luck component than any other sport I can think yeah. of. Over a seven-game series, I'd say the it's better really team rare. tends to win. Yeah. Right? That, well, that how about that? Who? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why they do them like that. You know, who, but who is the uh, the team that wrote the hilarious Twitter apology that got mocked for years? Oh, the it, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. I, I would argue yeah. they play that series again, and it goes a different way. And heck, yeah. there was a team before that. It might have been the Blackhawks, where there was another like hockey meme that came out of it, and they're like, you know, this doesn't seem fair. I think we should play it again because you know to get oh. the right outcome. Yeah, that was a that was like it was, I think it was a Nashville Predators fan, or, or maybe no, it was a Chicago fan from like yeah, couple, like 2016. It was a Blackhawks like, fan. I'm not saying that Nashville's the better team, but I'm saying hell, extend that series three, five more games, zero percent <laughs> chance they come out on top. Chicago's shown their tenure over the and past five, it's, and it's like you play ten or twenty of these, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. There's like, no way we lose fifteen. <laughs> As hilarious as it is, I read those and thought, oh, there's a little logic to this. You know, like, <laughs> agreed, agreed. There, there really is. I, it's funny though. That's, that's why they, like, I feel like the World Series is such a much better test of which baseball team is better where, uh, compared to like the Super Bowl. It's like the oh. Super Bowl is so like, I mean, they had that coin flip at the beginning and then they have a coin flip of a game. Like, like, like little things can, can, can change For a sure. football game one way or the one way or the other. You play one fucking game, and I get that it's such a physical sport. You really can't, but um, I don't know. The Braves this year, by the way, not show, not living up to my expectations or anyone's, what? frankly. Um, they're uh, they're they're an under five hundred baseball team, and yet they're still third in their uh, division. They're not out of it by any means because there's so many goddamn games to play and there's trades to be made. The real problem, I think, is that like we're one of those teams that's owned by a corporation rather than like a billionaire or even worse though like a hundred millionaire as Mitty pointed out like the twins someone who's like trying to use their baseball team as a money-making venture um mm -hmm. rather than a, a like like a passion project uh liberty mutual group or media group or something owns the braves and they're really conscious of their bottom line so we often like trade for these guys who are beyond their prime or you know just really risky like oh yeah he just mm -hmm. had knee surgery elbow surgery and shoulder surgery but the year before he yeah. was a he was an all-star but four years ago on the mets like, <laughs> we literally buy guys just like that like like all the time and uh, and they often don't pan out or we bring up these young kids who aren't ready and they get fucking emotionally scarred by by what happens to them in the in the big leagues um, but the other night we faced off against the mets and we took a new approach and i think this might be a, a new kind of uh okay. hard-nosed baseball that we've developed so if you i know we can't show clips but uh just 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 click play all right i'm i'm watching ah did you do that on purpose oh, oh right in the kisser oh my did he mean he, to hit him in the face you think no god no nobody means to oh he's oh boy oh no i just saw the blood that guy 
looks like a hockey player now. That's a that's yeah. a broken nose. That's a very broken nose. So for those who obviously can't watch, this is a, yeah, a Braves like a pitcher beamed a Mets player right in the nose. Right in the nose. Oh, like, yeah. like not just in the face, in the nose. The pitcher looks concerned. Everyone's concerned. This is but, not... The, no, not in hockey. Not everyone, Kyle. In hockey, they'll accidentally hit a guy in the face with a puck and be like, yeah, that'll teach you to stand there. No, nah, that's not how baseball players are. <laughs> Nobody likes this. Like, like, these guys are often friendly with each other. Like, like he was, the pitcher was probably going to dinner with this guy afterwards. Like, like, <laughs> oh, no. Like, in hockey, it's real... like, hey, if you want to stand in the front of the goal, that's where I'm shooting. There are risks to standing there. I suggest you move over to the side because in front of the goal is dangerous. Fuck you. That's hockey. No, that's a bad look. That's uh, that's not that's not baseball. Baseball is a much more friendly sport, much more. And, but generally, I mean, sport. you're never gonna take a shot in hockey and try and hit someone. Like you're always gonna try and find a thread, like and score. Like if like they'll, if if you shoot a puck at someone intentionally, they'll know because they'll be like, "You're a defenseman in the NHL. You're not gonna raise the puck accidentally seven feet by the time it gets to the defenseman For level." For a headshot, but no, you know. they will absolutely just. If there's a player there, they'll pound it on goal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they'll try yeah. and scare you into because that that player will go down and like the I'm blocking a shot and yeah. they'll just hammer it. Players will drop to their knees, for example. There will be a player that drops to knees or slides sideways um, to stop a shot, like a soccer player. Maybe I'm trying to describe mm -hmm. it. And um, uh, you absolutely shot. You don't courtesy non-shoot because someone's there. There's a price <laughs> to be paid for trying to block shots. You muted, Kyle. That that is true, but what they'll generally do still instead of blasting someone, they'll like try and do like a little toe hook and make them look like an asshole and sliding away, and then now it's just now they get a freer shot. So. Maybe at the higher levels. Yeah, <laughs> see, that makes sense. <laughs> Maybe at the NHL level. <laughs> hey, I noticed uh you try you shot it right at his the meaty part of his thigh. <laughs> and we lost the game because I pay you nine million dollars a year. You, you need to <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah. The only way, the only thing in baseball that's similar to that, I think, is um, in base running, right? Like, what about crowding the plate? Nobody really does that. Okay, yeah, uh, they do it in the movies. Really. Is there any penalty? Yeah, I, I don't like know a, why like they do that. I mean, you throw? just get hit. You, you, if if you crowd the plate, you, I mean, the guy's still gonna throw there. Like, like it's not gonna bother him. He, like, he doesn't care. Like, he's gonna throw there anyway. Nobody's. So that's an example of when it would happen, I guess. Like, I won't courtesy non-throw. Because, oh, people will get thrown at. Like if you yeah. if you do something mm -hmm. um, out of sorts, then like if you hit one of our guys, we're gonna hit one of your guys next time up. Especially if you hit like a pitcher, if you hit mm -hmm. like a key guy, and it's it's clear it's intentional. And like, like there, there's this tit for tat that es that escalates in baseball. See, so that's, like, like that's what I was gonna like, ask though. They don't. If I accidentally hit the. Batter. Oh, if it's clearly an accident, like like let's say there's there's already a man on first, and like it's two outs, and you bean a guy, it's like. He didn't mean to do that. He, the last yeah. thing in the world he wants is to put another base runner on right now. He wanted an out. So he, is there a punishment purpose. here for that guy? Is it like a, a no, no, no. A warning? Um, I doubt there was even a warning issue. That's clearly a mistake. Like nobody wants that. That's never done. Like that. This should be a done. Bull Durham thing where just batters are generally concerned now. You know what? Every fifth ball goes wild. I, I mean, I would be concerned if the next batter is concerned. Like, like, there's no way you come up after yeah. that, walk through the blood, and like, <laughs> you aren't concerned, you know? Like, like, even though you know it was they an have, accident. Like, a face shield on them? Any of those? Some of them have. 
I don't think I've seen a face shield in the majors in a long, long time. I've seen the, uh, there's this little guard that comes around from mm -hmm. the ear that extends to the chin. Uh, I've seen those, but as far as like a full face guard, I haven't seen one of those in come, memory. Why are there no, cages are illegal in NHL level hockey, right? You need to have an injury to be able to wear one. Yeah, the, the only time in recent Memory, I can remember a player being forced to wear a cage is when during the Stanley Cup final, the Blues and Bruins, where someone took a shot and it hit off of Chara's stick and then it broke his own jaw and they made him wear one for the rest of the series. But I think but his, he, like his jaw was wired shut within it. And so like, I, I guess think without, crazy. like you said, they made him wear one, but I don't think you can yeah. opt to wear one if you're uninjured. No, no, you can't. They won't let you. Because um, I, like, I if I'm Sean what. Avery, I absolutely opt to wear a cage. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sean Avery, in, Kyle, in there. he's that annoying guy that waved a stick in front of the goalie's yeah, face. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So a guy like that would be like, this is just enabling me. Fuck all of you. Now I can't be punched. That might be why. It might it might encourage shittier behavior. Like, because now all that they encourage Can I wear you to headgear? do is shield. Like boxing nope. headgear? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the uh, yeah. So then, you know, someone punches your helmet off. You've got headgear under it. And That's yeah. ready to go. Face shields. They cut people all the time. Oh like yeah, it, cut them right in the nose because uh, they, they get it, punched by it, and then it pushes the whole helmet, and then the plexiglass like thing digs. Oh, in. punched yeah. by it is one cause. You can. There's all sorts of reasons your face shield could get pushed in. You could be bumped. You could fall. Mm -hmm. You could, the puck could hit it. Like, well, in the case of a puck, it probably did its job, but. Yeah. Anyway, players get cut on the no the bridge of their nose constantly from those face shields. I'm just like, it's a you, uh, bad solution. We're gonna look back and think they're dumb, Kyle. Yeah. I think so, or, or like, or at very least, poorly designed, right? Because like, no, very sports equipment is usually so well designed in the modern age. It's like yes. every piece of like in paintball, for example. I feel like, man, a lot of thought went in, went into this mask. Mm -hmm. Like my my mask doesn't fog. It doesn't hurt my ears. Like it just, I could wear it comfortably all day long and not mind a bit. Like if, if your if your sports gear doesn't meet the, all those criteria, like it hasn't been perfected. So I think the real issue is that these hockey guys are so fucking tough and like enjoy the toughness of the sport. They're like no one has really put the time and effort into perfecting the face shield. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They don't want it. It's like, like the I, Hans device I, in NASCAR. Like yeah, nobody cared until somebody died. Protection doesn't Our, sell in hockey at all levels. Yeah. It, um, Our best player doesn't use a face guard at all. I think he's the the youngest. He's my age, Ryan O'Reilly, the young, young, youngest player in the NHL to get grandfathered in with the face shield thing because apparently yeah. they basically they told everyone, yeah, yeah everybody has to have a face shield now. And he threw a fit and was like, no, it impedes my vision and my seeing. I want my whole fucking face out to get destroyed. And they're like, fine, Ryan, Jesus, you can. Keep it is a bit of an it. issue. Have you ever worn everybody a shield? Got grand, everybody else that got grandfathered out of it, it was like late 30s, early 40s, and then this the one guy who was like 26. It was like, you can't fucking make me. Have time. you worn a half shield, Taylor? Have you done that? No, no. never. So this picture, uh, you know, a half shield, you can imagine a piece of glass to your nose, mm -hmm. but you're frequently looking down, like where the puck is. So that division between looking through a shield and not looking through a shield is always in an important spot. So mm -hmm. that's a, it is an issue, but it, also protects your eyes. Yeah, for sure. I get it. It's it's a it's a real man. That's a decision to make. I noticed that hockey players are a bit like MMA fighters in that they sort of wear that jack o' lantern grin with a sort with a sense of pride almost. Like in, in MMA, they get the cauliflower ears, and I always hear people go, "Yeah, but 
I'll get it fixed after my career. There's no reason to get them <laughs> fixed now because they'll just get done again. And yet I've never seen anyone get them fixed after their career. Yeah. Like not once. Yeah. yeah. I was on a plug. when I went to Japan with um, Joe Lozon and his crew, his crew all had those cauliflower ears, not me, but there was like the, not subways, but like trains that go up and they're sometimes they're L's. Sometimes they're subways. Japan trains are crazy. And, uh, they were like getting respect from the whole train. So many people go into this arena and stuff. And you see these guys who are just like, they weren't uh, lean like fighters were, but they were built like, you know, fire plugs and they had the cauliflower ears and, and you could just see it. People knew uh, Rampage Jackson's crew saw them and they're like, ah, you're one of us. And I'm, like, I'm not one of them, but it was cool to be with someone who was one of them. <laughs> you see that unfortunate cauliflower ear sometimes where it's like you're... We would have known you were tough eight breaks ago. And it's, <laughs> and it's become like growing outward. Yeah. And that's, it's just a... It's Michael a, Chandler has has one of those. It's oh, so gross. Um, I, I did you watch the fights the other night? The lightweight... Uh, I watched the um, the five main ones. I didn't see any prelims yeah, yeah, or anything. Yeah, that's what I did as well. I, I, I skipped the uh, prelims. And I actually watched the main card on uh, mute anyway. Um, I was playing Sif. Um, <laughs> but uh, I felt terrible for Ferguson. Ferguson has lost Ooh, so many yeah. fights now. Um, uh, you're right about them showing Chandler's ears. Yeah, Chandler's yeah. ears are gross. His um, left ones. I was I was happy to see Oliveira uh, win. Um, because I feel like UFC's home team and those Bellator guys are, are, are like the away team or something like that. Like we're AL, they're NL or something. So okay, it, it would have felt bad for Chandler to come in and immediately rise to the level of champion. It would put some doubt into the uh, idea that the UFC is the premier fighting organization that, that this guy can just come over from Bellator and yep now he's a champ I had all those same thoughts until like a month ago and then uh, I watch a lot of like um you know pre-fight hype and build up and stuff I like Chandler I like the Chandler's he's down to fight he doesn't like long turnarounds he's not particular he thinks he's the best in the world therefore whoever he fights hardly matters that guy will get second one way or the other he uh, like he has this bravery he's smart a lot of times when a guy gets in their 30s they're just they lost a step they're not sharp on the mic anymore he's sharp and then the guy he's fighting long time UFC established dude I think he has the most fights in UFC history for first title win. It's like a weird stat, right? But uh, hard, yeah. hardly anyone has taken 29 fights to get a title win. Uh, you know, but by the time they get that many fights, they're not at their peak. Or, so that's Charlie O. But he doesn't yeah. speak English. He's Brazilian. And Portuguese. I really prefer English-speaking champions. For sure. For sure. I do too. He's got an odd look about him. Like, like anyone who's listening who's not into this shit, look at Charles Oliveira. Look at his... Oh. He's got this incredibly chiseled face because he's so lean, but then he's got this blonde hair and he's Brazilian, so he's brown skinned, and mm -hmm. it's a very odd look. He looks like uh, uh, like someone from uh, I don't know a sci-fi movie or something. What is like his that. name again? Charles Oliveira. Um, he does actually. It's guy. funny. I I could totally see this. Like here's a picture that looks like someone in a sci-fi movie. What is the one with Bruce Willis and that really hot chick? Um, um, she's Bruce dressed... Willis and the hot chick. Yeah, what's yeah. happening in the movie? Are they in the future? Uh, it's in the future. Um, the hot chick is like a perfect specimen. Ah, the Fifth Element. Yes, Mila Jovovich playing Lilo. Is that Lilo? Who that is Lilo. Um, yeah, it's Mila Jovovich. In any case, 
They're, who's the high, Tucker maybe, the high-pitched black guy? Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Charles O looks like Chris Tucker a little bit to me. He, I think he plays like Rowdy Rod, Rod something. That's a yeah, weird, that like, sounds right. Rod's Rod or Rowdy anyway. Rod. It's, it's he's got this weird name. He's like this very effeminate like pop singer, like or like mm -hmm. host of, of like a of like a radio uh. type thing or something. Some sort of entertainment type guy, and uh, he gets he's like the comedic relief of the of the movie. He's um. Well, although the whole movie is a little silly. It's a good movie. I I can't remember where it was made. It, it wasn't made in the U.S. It was made in like France or something like that. It's a, it's a real oddball sci-fi movie. It's good. So Tony Ferguson keeps fighting tough opponents. He does. And he keeps losing. Didn't and he fight Oliveira not too long ago? Like maybe I think so, he, yeah. He lost. That didn't go well. Um, and who did he beat? Gaethje beat him. Oliveira beat him. And then... Uh, I think there was another one in there too. He may, he may be four down. <laughs> uh, and it, it, like, partly on this losing streak, he looks like it's over for him. But partly he just fought really tough guys. I think what's going to happen is they're going to give him another fight. And if he doesn't win it, it's done. I think I so, too. You know who I'd like to see him fight? Like, I've got it. Well, honestly, uh, who I want to see him fight is Diego Sanchez. But he's gone. I've got a different one. You think Cowboy? Cowboy is who I think he'll fight. Nate Diaz is who I want him to fight. Ooh, Cowboy. Not that. Tony Ferguson, Nate Diaz. Done. Yeah, they're both they're, they're both cooked, man. Like he's going into that legends area where there are people who've built up good names but are no longer at the top of their game. Sometimes they match them against each other. You oh, know what I they should do like is they way. should you uh, feel that way about Nate. Yeah, but I think people don't know it. I mean, I think Nate has still got it. I, I think that because he is a boxer, I don't think that that goes away quite as quickly as like some of the other skills. I think that he's still as tough. He's never going to be not as tough, it seems. The, his real downfall is that that scar tissue and how easily he's cut open. Like if, if he could get that fixed somehow with some stem cells or something, so I think he could be right up there in the top three. His last two fights are getting smoked by... The overrated. What's his name? You Jorge say he's Rivera? overrated, but he's a bad motherfucker. Uh, it's it's Masvidal. Masvidal, think, yeah, yeah. Jorge you, Masvidal, you, wildly. You rate overrated. Masvidal so lowly, but but like, I and mean, he keeps losing fights. He's lost to the hundred and seventy pound champion twice. It's like mm -hmm. who wouldn't at a one fifty five? Got smoked. Who you'd have the only person at one fifty five? Got knocked out by a wrestler. The only person who wouldn't get knocked out by Usman is like what fucking um, Khabib. Like you bring Khabib back in, maybe he has a chance against Usman. Probably not. Usman's a bad motherfucker. You're going down a weight class, but yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, um, that's what I'm saying. You have. Oh, like, like, I we're, see. We're at 155 anyway. We're talking about like that. That's who Nate lo lost to. You know, I, he lost to Matt's a 170. Matt is so overrated, but I, we'll see. He'll get more fights. Well, maybe he only takes these high dollar like easy smart. Fights. He's smart. Uh, I think Colby gets the next shot, and then uh, we'll see who Masvidal fights. So I would Masvidal like, might I fight think, like a Connor or something. And also, you know, Chael Sonnen says this a lot. He's like, you don't get better at a thing by not doing that thing. What are Nate's last fights? Did he fight? Did he lose to Connor and then lose to Masvidal, and that describes his last four years? Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, so much. He, that, that's one way to look at it. His accountant is saying, the last two fights have been incredible. <laughs> just keep it up, Nate. Keep it up. You made four million, and then and then four, and then three point five million in two years. It's it's. I, I think he's doing just fine. Like he's, like these guys are making 
I'm not saying money. his bank account's too low. Just that, like, if I'm trying to rate if he's going to win or lose. Yeah, oh, yeah. he beat Pettis in there in 2019. He has a win against the ghost yeah, of Anthony Pettis. Pettis is another one of those guys who's just fallen off the He's out of the UFC, the I think. I think oh, Pettis, that's right. I think he's in Bellator. Yeah, he, he they pretty much didn't re-sign Pettis. So his last good win was against Conor McGregor in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has a loss to Connor, a good Connor, 2016 Connor. Um, a lot he beat Pettis and then lost to Jorge. Anyway, um, yeah. So I think Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz would be a really interesting fight. I but I don't expect think, it. I I would like to see it because they both have the cardio. They're both tough as nails, mm-hmm. and going to the ground is unlikely. Um, Nate doesn't really do that. Um, he can he can play def- he can play he's he's got a good guard he can play defense but and Tony's kind of the same way he can he can he can play off his back but it's and not the pre-fight really his hype neither of them like give an inch they they just they both of them are so sure they're gonna win and and there's something cool about when two guys are about to fight and each of them think it's a ludicrous concept that the other guy thinks he could win too like yeah. like are are you serious. It is disrespectful to me that you think you might win. You need to you need to show a little deference to the fact that I'm much better than you. I yeah. am tougher, I am stronger, I am wealthier, I'm better looking, I'm this, I'm that. I'm everything <laughs> on you. And the fact that you're not giving me that uh, respect right now, <laughs> what? I'm shocked and insulted. And and they both yeah. approach what the What a pre- slap in the face that you've shown up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, I something about that dynamic I love. And Nate Diaz always brings it. Ferguson always brings it. I want to see it. I want to see it. You know, I where want it, I want crazy Tony back. I feel like Tony might have gotten some mental health help mm. and uh I think maybe some drugs, you know, like like some, right. some antipsychotics or something like that, and that has really diminished his skills. I think peak Tony was kidnapping, going to the desert to flee the apocalypse Tony. That was a scary fucking Tony. Hear me out. Hear me out. Tony Ferguson goes on Joe Rogan's podcast, and then mm. for reasons unexplained, he's on psychotics for the until his next fight. On right? psychotics, not anti-psychotics. <laughs> oh, psychotics. Right. No. Joe puts him. He's like, you need some psychotics. Have you, have, have you ever smoked bat shit? <laughs> now this is the, this, this is the opposite this, of lithium. It's going to make you crazier. This, this is shit. P- taken from purified after being taken from rabid bats. It's rabid bat shit, Tony. Do you know how hard it is to find from an even crazier person? Do you know how hard it is to find bats with rabies and COVID? <laughs> well, <laughs> you feel more aggressive. When you purified it, and then we we oh. fermented it in LSD, Tony. Yeah, that, that, that's what he needs. He needs to go into crazy land again. When he was crazy, it, he was a scary man. Like True. like like I thought he was gonna beat Khabib. I, I was I was I thought Khabib was dodging him when Khabib was having like kidney failure and stuff, and uh, and and when they were gonna fight in uh, in Vegas and uh, Tony's ready to go and then Tony blows his knee out tripping over a fucking extension cord and all that shit happened. I, I remember thinking like Khabib's gonna take Tony down and it's gonna be the biggest mistake of his life because Tony is just gonna cut him to pieces with those fucking elbows of his. Tony you has see this- his like arm dislocated and he didn't tap. He had his yeah. knee busted up in his last fight, and he didn't tap, right? So now the question the internet's been asking is just how good was that cable, 
right? <laughs> <laughs> the one that he tripped over that sent him to the hospital tapping. Tony, Tony is probably one of the top three toughest guys in the fucking UFC. He got into a heel hook, Taylor, and it's this, it's this move where he's, he's sort of bent in a very awkward way. They and grab the your foot and keep twisting it until your knee breaks. He's twisting the guy's foot in a very awkward direction. And I can I heard, see this gentleman doing it. It's an, it looks like an I heard Chael Sonnen describing because I don't know a, a lot about heel hooks, but or it's either, it's either Chael or uh, GSP, but they were they were like, you know, when, when, when they teach you how to do a heel hook, they tell you, if anyone ever has you in a heel hook, tap immediately. Don't wait till it hurts because yeah. it never will. Your knee will be a bucket of bolts. Mm -hmm. like, like, just tap. If they've got it, you tap. Tony's just going, <laughs> That like, was the, Randy Couture who told Chael Tennant that. Yeah. Like, and the guy who's bending it, like, he's like, I heard it pop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He, didn't, rap. he refused to stop. Where I trained, like, you were only allowed to do heel hooks to blue belts and higher. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah. That makes sense, a lot of maybe. sense. Um, that, that may even be too early. It sounds scary. I wouldn't want to be in that position. Because, like, Unless you can recognize that you are in a heel hook, you don't know you're in a heel hook. Mm -hmm. like, like you've got to you got to have that level of experience, I guess. I wouldn't know if you had me in a heel hook until it was far, far too late. Until I was on crutches the next day, <laughs> and someone was like, "Yeah, that was a heel hook." Yeah, until you were contacting your attorney, tapped yeah. early because <laughs> what happened in most submissions, like it kind of gets worse and worse and worse, and if you don't tap, you you can sense the oncoming injury. In a in a heel hook, like it doesn't really hurt prior to injury. So yeah. it, there's a balance anytime you train between like if you just tap at the moment your opponent starts to get a foothold on a sub, then you've mm -hmm. never def you're not defending any subs. You don't learn anything yeah. from that. A lot of but, them are very defendable. Arm bars yeah, are defendable. Yeah, yeah. Chokes are very defendable. Yeah, a lot of times there's an exit to these things. You know, maybe if he doesn't have everything locked in, there's a hole in that grip. Um, but with the heel hook, if you make that same, if you just follow that same flow chart, like, I don't think it's too bad yet. I don't think it's too bad yet. I don't think we're in too deep a hole. Then you can and find yourself gone. injured. Yep. That, that's the yeah, trick with it, it goes from zero to a hundred like way faster without than notice any of the without any submissions advanced an arm bar yeah. you know you're, you're starting here and he's straightening it out straightening it out straightening it out. and even once it's straight there's that moment where it's like all right this hurts and he's just, yeah. he, there's kind of that like pause where it's like do you want me to break your arm because i can break your arm right now <laughs> you have you need to tap all right now your arm's broken like like, mm -hmm. like they, they always yeah. give you a moment nobody snaps it i've never seen anybody just like get the arm bar and then just immediately Ooh, like did, at the pro level that, that happened on saturday didn't it he wouldn't uh, tap he wouldn't tap yeah, well, like, like he didn't right. just like Argh! it's like, maybe like, you're right i need to say jacare do jail son and phrased it really well so jacare was a perennial contender right he was always like one fight away from getting the title for this long period of time a lot of people upset he didn't get the title shots he deserves cool he fought last night he wasn't on the main card. This is a guy who was always a main carder. Yeah. And he got his arm broken. And Chael Sonnen phrased it really well. He's like, I don't know what's worse for his career. That he had his arm broken in a fight and just got beat that easily. Or that I didn't know he was fighting. And I was like, I'm in the same spot. I exact like Jacare. I'm interested in this guy. This guy... I mean, you could just, everyone watching maybe knows their own sports figure who was the best guy in the world five years ago. 
you still have an interest in him. You'd like to see him play. And uh, I didn't even know he was playing. Yep, didn't know either. Uh, the, only, the only reason I knew is because, uh, like, like Chael, heard he, got his arm, heard he got his arm broken and had to go watch the clip. You know who needs to re-sign these people? The Atlanta Braves. <laughs> nice they time, are, they are, they are Tony, we need a pinch that. base runner. <laughs> we heard your knee's going to be repaired in 6 to 12 months. <laughs> Four million a year. What do you say? They're like, we're showing, we showing the owners. right-hander behind the... <laughs> like, Taylor, that was solid. I didn't see it coming. I thought, I'm like, Bellator? Why would Taylor make Bellator? a Bellator joke? <laughs> the PFL? Are they still in business? No, that I mean, it gets some asses in the seats. If they don't care about winning at all, <laughs> just, get some, just get some absolutely immovable. The problem, Tony Ferguson grabs first. a child from the stand and starts running because that's what he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the problem with the Braves is they care. They just don't care enough. Like, like mm. they don't want it. Want it. Like, like. And I didn't again, even know. It's that, the Cardinals are good this year. Cardinals are good this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cardinals are good. Twins are fucking basement dwelling. Just getting their shit pushed in. Midi. Uh, worst team in baseball. <laughs> um, you know who's Dodgers. as good as any team we mentioned? The Pardon? Philadelphia 76ers. Oh. They finished well, in terrible. first place. I know you don't like their Phila uniform. It's only awful. one of them. Phila? Phila? It's <laughs> Philly. I'm not even from. You know it's Philly. I do. Dude, those should be. Those should have been immediately sent to Kenya. Like, <laughs> make a new jersey. It was like those were misprints, and they were like, we've made $30 million worth of these. Do you have realize that? Have you seen that? the Miami Vice uniforms? <laughs> Miami, uh -uh. Miami Vice? Miami Vice? Uh, like the TV show? Miami Heat? Well, it is the Miami Heat, but this uniform that I'm talking about is called their Miami Vice uniform. It's like a white blazer and... Oh, no. It it's looks like this. Hawaiian sh oh, see, I got a problem with that. You I don't. They, you know, okay. I like this. I think I like, that's pretty... I think that's kind of cool. I, I think that's cool. Like, it's a little gay. It, it borders on being a little gay for some reason to me. Yeah. Like, like, the colors are... But those are Miami colors. Like, the ne that's that, like, neon Cubano kind of look. I'm, I'm down with that. Okay, um, I think they canceled them this year, and they are their number one seller. And I thought that uh, it's not dichotomy, is it? Anyway, I, I thought that I like alternate uniforms. I like away uniforms. Like, let me show you what the uh, the Bulldogs like um, black uniforms look like. They're sick. Yeah, I usually prefer like the darker color uniform to the lighter. You know, barely use their colors away form because you don't really get a good vibe. Hmm. In that one, at least. But yeah, I think this is a really cool jersey, this Miami Vice one. I'm the only, I'm the oddball here. I hate this jersey, and I think it looks really bad on the floor, And I, but it is the most popular sales jersey. And I know I like it more than the Phila. Phila <laughs> is what? so silly, dude. Yeah, Philly. Like, like hey, uh, what do people know our city as? Philly. <laughs> what, are you not from here? Everybody says we're heading to, down to Phila. It looks even worse because it's painted on the floor. It's painted on the floor of the fucking, yeah. uh, of, of the, um, on the court. I, I like it. their Sixers uniform. I, I think you'd like it too. It's fine. The yeah, one. I love the Sixers uniform. That's their best uniform because it makes sense. <laughs> Put a fucking another L and a Y. Just make the letters a little smaller, and you got a cool uniform. You know what they should do? They should take the worst of both and call them the sixes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Sixers have the best record in the East. They have what seems to be the second best player in the NBA this year. He, that's what the MVP predictions are. 
and um, a real shot at winning the thing. So we'll see how it goes. Like, why aren't they the Philadelphia six shooters or something and have like revolvers as their as their thing? Like, like cowboys with revolvers. I'd That's be down for feels that. Texas to me. I, it, it does. It does. Yeah, but it's, it'd be cool. I bet it's better than Fella. It, I like 76ers. I, it, it looks like a tie. You know, my my idea for uniform was to put 76ers on it, but then every player would have the same number, so that's not good. No problem. No problem. 76. Over to 76. 76 having a terrible night. Yeah. And the Sixers the best would be perfect. Night. The Sixers jersey is perfect, but every time I've like watched one of their games, I watched a couple games last year, um, but when I'd see that Phila thing, I was just, what? It's not your cup of tea. Is that real? It, yeah. it, it looks it looks absurd. Get rid of the A, make all the letters a little smaller, add another LY, you've you've solved it. But I like throwback jerseys a lot. I like when baseball does that. The um the Braves have cool throwback jerseys. That's a nice jersey. That yeah, that's way is a better. nice jersey. I like this one too. Um, they don't use it anymore, I don't think. It's an older one. Yeah, yeah. That that remind I, I've seen that jersey and it's been years though. But but I like that jersey. Um and then uh who else? The um is the Astros? I think the, the rainbow really one. Sick. Yeah, I like that. Like the Nolan Ryan colors. Okay. I, I like that. I like throwback jerseys. I like retro jerseys uh, in baseball and basketball. I like when the when football uh, has the black jerseys, like the away jerseys, like the like the the Bulldogs do. I like all that shit. But that Philly jersey is the nastiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's unimaginative, I would... but I like Brooklyn's jerseys. There's something retro about it. I like it. It's it's plain. It's understated. It's like. I like it black and white, yeah. like the whole word on there. <laughs> How do they engineer an entire word? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just got unlimited resources in, in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the basketball is an interesting landscape this year. There are a couple of teams that have had, like this Brooklyn team, those three mm-hmm. players in that picture are some of the three best players in the NBA. And all season, I think the three of them have been on the floor together for like seven games, but they'll be together for the playoffs. So you almost don't know how good this team is. They barely had an opportunity to show. We're going to see, it's almost like an all-star team. You know, have you ever heard that like an all-star team would never beat the championship team because they don't gel together. They don't know each other. They don't, we're going to put that to the test. You know, this is kind of an all-star team in basketball that's barely played together. What can they do? It'll be fun to yeah, see. Yeah, I've often wondered about that. I think it's probably somewhat true in a game where there's so many plays, like football or basketball even. But like baseball, I feel like the all-star team beats the the, the champion team every so? fucking year. Oh, yeah, 100%. They've got like, like, if you took the best of the NL and made an all-star team and then they played against the American League championship champion team, they win every fucking year because they've got four all-star pitchers. Like, yeah. like pitching is so big, like, uh, like it's thing. incredible. And I like feel like every one of their guys is hitting over 300. Like there's no weak points. It doesn't level, like, require the same level of coordination. The one caveat to football I might make, it requires a ton of coordination, but there's an opportunity to set it up carefully. So it's like if I gave them two weeks to study, that team is a lot better than they are on day one. That's very Maybe. true. You know, like I'm yeah. Not, if you could, if you could get them all under one uh, offensive and defense, or one offensive coordinator, one defensive coordinator, and look, look, we've got this is the playbook. This is the playbook. These are the names of the plays because everybody's got new different code yeah. names and stuff, like like different names for plays. Like you know, the the QB you've probably seen them. They've got that little wrist gauntlet mm-hmm. with all the shit written on it. Like everybody needs to be on, literally on the same page. 
and then I think you see something. I, I don't think we need to like be shoulder to shoulder with our comrades to win a game, though. Like mm -hmm. at the pro level. Right, but yeah, probably if I come onto that team like I ever would, you know, I'm like, oh, right, I know this play as this name. You know, now yeah. I'm up to speed. Cool. And yeah, but let's see. Basketball will be super interesting. Uh, I could go on. The Lakers are about to play Golden State, and it's they, they did something interesting for the playoffs to make it. It used to be top eight teams made it. Eight played one, two played seven, three played six, et cetera. Now, the top six teams get in, and they await to see what the eighth and the seventh and eighth seed are going to be. Oh, doing wild card stuff now. I have to think ahead. Seven plays eight, and nine plays ten. You with me so far? And then the loser of seven eight plays the winner of nine ten, and now we've determined the last two seeds. So mm -hmm. there is an advantage to being 7-8. When I first saw it, I was like, that sucks. I almost want to be worse so I can play the weaker team. But uh, it's like, oh, no, you'd have to lose twice in a row as a 7-8 not to make the playoffs. Yeah. And um, the Lakers and, the, and Golden State, who've had injury issues and such, are almost unnaturally low-seeded. But now they're firing on all cylinders, and they're going to hit the, like a one-game playoff to see who goes. And it's like, oh yeah, this is cool. This is this is like yeah. the dream scenario. And they're both uh, in California, so it's fun when those games at the end of the regular season matter, right? Right now, uh, the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames are still playing games because of COVID stuff during the season neither of them have made the, made the playoffs and so like all the memes right now is like oh just like they said before in vancouver playing in the postseason <laughs> <laughs> and so like and there was one like meme where it's like what was it like bill and ted's where they're like playing hockey and it's got, like their logos and they're like car and they walk over and then the playoffs <laughs> car drives by and they keep playing and, like, and you can you can watch and see these these guys so don't want to be there like you like they Really, it's even with stats insulting. to consider, I feel like it, basketball has entered the analytics age where mm -hmm. it's almost like everyone's playing money ball. You know, back when Jordan played, they just looked at how many points he scored. Yeah. Now they spend a lot more time looking at his efficiency. How many shots did he take? How many touches per point? How many this and that? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's to the point where, like, let's say the halftime buzzer's about to go. I quick pass it to Taylor. Why? Well, <laughs> Taylor's had a turnover. I didn't take that half-court shot, which was surely going to lower my shooting percentage, right? And I'm trying to be a 40% three-point shooter here. I'm going to huck it from the opposing three-point line? Fuck that. That hurts my percentages. You know, like, so players are playing the analytics because analytics drive the contracts. And you say these games don't matter. I'm like, ah, in basketball, they'd be like... Okay, who hasn't scored yet? <laughs> you know, like everyone would be scoring, they'd be mm -hmm. running it up. But I'm, Hawks are in, right? Yeah, I think I'm almost positive. Oh, wow. Check. That's. Yep. Yeah, they're go. fifth. So they're not even okay. in the playoff, the play in game. Yeah. Who, who do they, who do they, do you, can you see right there who they play? Uh, so fifth, they're going to be playing against the Brooklyn of, Nets, right? No. Right? One versus six, not. two versus five. Three versus four? Uh, no, I think it's going to be one versus eight. You just don't know who eight is until the playoffs, until the play-in uh, games are done. And then it will be two versus seven. And then I guess the, yeah, four v five. Why is this complicated to me? They're mm -hmm. going to play the Knicks. 
Okay. I, got, well, I, I tricked myself or something. You're, I was like, oh, we got to figure out the play-in games. No, no, no. It's four or five. It's easy. There you I go. wish I cared enough to care. Okay. <laughs> I really do. I, a part of my brain for a moment was like, do we want to see if we can get a ticket? And then I was like, of course you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, for what yeah, it's worth, the Hawks started the season super poorly, and they ended really strong. So they're one of those teams where it's like, oh, maybe they're better than their fifth place seed implies. Perhaps, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so. it's it's it can be interesting who who goes into the playoffs hot. You know, that can be a big deal. I mean, they started they and start healthy three and sixteen. Like it was something super duper. Oh bad. my god, really? I, I might be wrong, but it. it I'm I pretty mean, if it's anything near that, that's just abominable. Yeah, I, I think it's something along those lines. Yeah, I just can't get into uh, to basketball. I, I something about like I don't know. There's so many fucking games, and it doesn't seem like a lot of them matter. And I mean, it's the same reason I can't get into regular season baseball too much. Like, like I, it just like I watch I watch us play, and unless we're playing like the number one team or the team that's right ahead of us, and it's actually going to step us up in the standings, I really just don't care at all. Social media has nationals. made basketball more interesting, though. It's only half the oh. game's on the court. Oh, the players are talking to each other. There's some smack yeah. talk. There's some rivalries. Like it, there's some genuine friendships and enemies that happen in the social media play. There's this one guy, Kevin Durant, arguably the best player in the last five years or so, um, who is so social media sensitive, who routinely gets caught for using burner accounts that say positive things about himself. Oh, I've heard about that. <laughs> It's like Kevin Durant fan number one. He's like, you put in all the effort and he's working so hard. Yes. He's like, why, are you, why do all your tweets have to do with Kevin Durant, man? He's like, that's not even true. Man. He's like yeah. clearly name searching himself on social media and it's just like some guy in in nashville being like durant looking like a fool tonight and then he'll just like name search find this guy <laughs> and even add him well you you <laughs> no, you haven't considered you know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah just, his off the ball plays are important man so so yeah he got caught he, he tried again he's like i've learned <laughs> <laughs> he got busted more than once uh and i think that's whole i it would make some people hate him or think less of him. To me, it just adds to the uh, tapestry that is the NBA social media landscape. Like, it, there's, there's, I just want interesting shit to happen, right? I don't need winners and losers. I just want things. And some of them, like last year, I was on this Mighty Stiebel kick. He he made a YouTube channel, and the guy was like a better vlogger than most YouTubers. And I thought he hired a professional editor. I figured. Like, this is too good for someone yeah. who's new to this to be creating. And in one of his vlogs, he covered, like, this is where I edit. I'm in a bubble in Orlando. There are no editors coming in here. This is just me at this computer doing my thing. And it was like, damn, I like this guy. Yeah. So, um, oh, a little bit of entertainment uh, news. The, um, I know you like Love Death Robots, right? Oh, the, uh, the Netflix um, thing. I've watched maybe two so Okay, far. yeah, season two is out. The there's only eight episodes this year. There were like 18 last year. I know. And they're, so you might think eight episodes is enough, but they're like 12 minutes long. Like it's not yeah. a lot. Of, like it's two Walking Dead episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like for anyone who's uninitiated, they're really good. We've talked about it multiple times, but yeah. check out Love, Death, Robots season one for sure. It, this it, happens it's, every show where it's like, oh, for season one, 20 episodes. You're like, oh, so season two releases next year. And it's like six, eight, maybe nine episodes. Like, 
What is that about? Are they just stringing Netflix along? It's like, got to be pandemic. <laughs> well, we'll give you another. Se- Ooh, it's yeah, got to be pandemic related. But it's like, animated, like, right? Yeah, but that still means that people have to work on it. You know, collaboration. There's, there's, anim- and... there's animators and voice actors, and mm. um, you know they have to. I'm sure it's pandemic related. Like it, it has. Well, maybe to be. it'll reverse. Yeah. I'm watching. I don't know. It's lame. It's it's lame is all I know because I was <laughs> so excited when I saw it came out. I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna try to watch it with someone. Uh, but the uh, I clicked it and I was like eight episodes. Like I expected, you know, fifteen to twenty. So this is not a spoiler, but I want your analysis on it. The second one, mm-hmm. again, this doesn't, you learn this in the first seconds. Some people are modded, which means they're like almost superhuman. When you get to the end and you finished it, I'll ask you, was he faking? And that's it. I'll stop there. I want to know okay. if you think he was faking. Okay. I will, I will remember that. Watch it and get back to you. Yeah. I've also got a bunch of people apparently watching uh, Invincible. I know um, Chocolate Thunder was messaging me this morning like, like, like just fucking, I think he's Team Omni Man too. I'm, 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 I like it a lot. You know? I look forward to his analysis. At the I'm so out. Team Omni Man on this. He's also Team Fuck Amber. I'm pretty sure he's an Adam Eve girl mm. uh, guy. Uh, you know, like like. Yep. Can't I, I can't wrap my head around some of the decisions some of these people are making in this show. I don't get it. Omni Man's <laughs> clearly the one who's making the most sense, and Adam Eve is so much hotter than that that bitchy chick that he met in high school. I don't get it. Yeah, I was about to say a spoiler, but uh, I'll just say I'm Team Eve also. Stop there. Enjoy, so, so enjoy Invincible. Gosh, it's on Amazon. So if you, like everyone yeah, has Amazon, y'all need to Prime. watch this shit for real. It's very fucking good. Everyone has Amazon I, Prime. That's I'm watching Walking Dead with Colin now. So I know the world thinks Walking Dead had like three good seasons and the rest mm-hmm. were not good. Mm-hmm. But to Colin, this is his first what I call an adult show. Right. You know, like most shows in this world are like Parks and Rec or The Office and and everything works out well and it's funny. It's cool. Bad shit happens in Walking Dead. Your favorite character in Walking Dead dies. There is not another show in the history of TV that I can think of that killed characters as well as a Walking Dead. All your main people died. There's like almost 100 percent turnover. And Rick dies in Walking Dead. So we don't know for sure. Okay. <laughs> Rick effectively dies and leaves the show. So Can I just jump in and say the reason they killed so many characters off is because they fucked over Robert Kirkman and all those actors are incredibly loyal to Robert Kirkman. They work on Robert Kirkman projects. And so they were like, oh, you're, you're getting rid of Robert? We're gone too. He's the one who's made Invincible and uh, Glenn is Invincible. Cool. Ah, so he has I actually didn't know Glenn's my cat. favorite character. I would have that would have been a plus to me. He's invincible. But um, uh, well, I'm not doubting you're right on that. I also think Walking Dead is just free to kill people. It kills lots For of sure. people. For sure. And uh, it's Colin's first exposure to a show where you know good guys don't always win and stuff. So uh, he realized he sort of forgot some of the details of it. Maybe a person's name, and he wants to rewatch it. And he wants to rewatch it with me. So I signed up. We've watched three episodes so far, and he loves it. He loves yes. it. Like, and, and he's so happy. You, you need Happy Colin is fucking hilarious. Like, uh, we finished watching the show, and I'm talking to Jackie, and he's just climbing me like a monkey, like hanging <laughs> on me, arms over my shoulders, like, Dad and I watched Walking Dead. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> easy, I broke my finger. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're muted, you Kyle. Um, yeah, that's great. the best part like is, is like 
there's so much more to watch. Oh, yeah, you there's watch so... one. It's, it's like, would you like to see another? Yes! <laughs> there's a lot well, of Well, sorry, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the last yes. episode they ever made, unfortunately. <laughs> it's my favorite three-episode series. <laughs> they almost get to the part where the zombies show up. <laughs> We're going to watch it tonight. Beginning. We'll watch it after shame, this. Shame Rick never nice. found the rest of the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, it's uh it look, it was it had the potential to be an incredible, incredible show. And and they really threw it away. The network ruined it and uh and uh and and at least the network ruined it. Yeah, I agree with show. everything you're saying, except that it doesn't give credit to the like the end of a the end half of a season and the beginning of half season where we met Negan. Because that might have been the peak of the whole thing for me. Oh, I give big credit to that. That is the best it ever was. Which that, is like, like, post ruined, like in your narrative, right? Like, um, I think that it would have been infinitely better if you'd had guys like, I, and I forget character names, but um, the older guy who was uh, losing his hair, who was always the one fixing things. He was the one fixing the the trucks and vans and stuff like Dale. that. Dale. Dale shouldn't have been disemboweled unceremoniously outside the farmhouse in season two. Like, that was nonsense. Um, the lady who kept her mouth open all the time, I Andrea. was fine with her being gone. <laughs> yes. Andrea needed going. <laughs> Close your mouth, honey. There's a fly in there. Was like, she the blonde woman? Yes. Yeah. She was horrible. She was. She was. Yeah. I, I just. Nothing annoyance. I didn't realize she was in the first ep second episode. I th yeah. And Close I'm like, mouth. oh, God. And Is so she the it one begins you where it's like they're they're in a bunker. She's like, I'm gonna I'm not gonna leave this elderly man to blow up alone, and then she dies there also. Or did they remember survive? for sure? She had been bitten. She had been bitten. And She'd been bitten. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, she got bitten after the governor had taken her hostage or something like that. Um, there was a whole thing with that. She seemed um, like a character that might have stuck around longer if like the actor didn't suck. Kind of like uh like George's wife. She's another Sock Robert Kirkman thing. She asked to leave. She, is that Robert what happened? Kirkman actually, she asked to leave. Yeah, absolutely. Because the fans hated her too. We used to she, root for her to die on people. We always rooted for her to die, yeah. uh, like, like us here on the show. Um, she was, because uh, if you watch The Mist, uh, which is also a Robert Kirkman production, um, she's right there in that. She's the blonde lady from The Mist who's like, you know, trapped in the in the supermarket, and the lady who like runs out to go look at look for her ch children and doesn't stay behind and hide. She's like, "I'm going for my kids." And they're like, "You're gonna die out there." I'm going for my kids, and at the end, you find out she got her kids. Everybody else's kids are dead. Mm -hmm. That's the uh, chick from Walking Dead who's super hardcore with the shaved head. Okay. The older mm -hmm. lady, kind of gray with the gray uh, hair, Carol. who's like, I think I watched Carol. That movie She's Carol. I yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember I, liking Carol. She was a good Carol's character. sick. Dude, yeah. yeah, I forgot how bad Carol started. So I'm in the early episodes. Carol is a true, like literally a beaten woman. Her husband beats her, and mm -hmm. she's frail and scared in every way. I didn't. I guess I didn't appreciate just how much her story arc uh, made her a badass. Yeah, it's great. Great show. Yeah, could have been anyway. Right, could have been great. Was good. And uh, there are excellent seasons. I'll say that that Negan season, that first Negan season, amazing. Season yeah. one is amazing. Maybe it's season three or four that I really like too. But other than that, like I have a hard time. I used to go to Walking Dead viewing parties. Okay, like I went to a bar. I've talked about it before, where everyone sat down in silence and watched the shit. It was an event for me in my life. 
and it went downhill. Yeah. Being in Atlanta might have uh, helped with that too. Huge you know? here. Like yeah. I, I live minutes from where they filmed the shit. I, like I'm watching now and like I'm seeing Atlanta uh, skyscapes. Is that what it's called? When like oh, the, yeah. the horizon yeah. shape like the, of a the city. Skyline. Yeah. Skyline. That's what I'm looking for. I see the Atlanta uh, skyline and, and just like um, the mountains and such. And I'm like, I bet this looks familiar to someone from that area. You know, they just oh for know sure. It. Like like the actual area where they film film is like not far away. There's like two general areas, like one's I think in Griffin and one's uh, somewhere else. And like, I've been down there and like, there's one place where like, they make it a tourist attraction that The Walking Dead is filmed here. There are zombies walking down the sidewalk, like in full makeup. Like, mm. they look so realistic. Like, it's it's like... And, and, and being in the first shows, the zombies are not that decomposed. And I guess I didn't fully appreciate how, like, in the very beginning, the zombies were freshly dead, and the show did a good job of representing that. Yeah. But anyway, Colin's oh, that's loving an hour. it. Yeah. I know. I know. Yep. Taylor's got places to be. Right, yes, indeed. Right. I forgot. Okay. PKN 352.